Our AI, who art in the cloud, hallowed be thy algorithms, thy code be optimized, thy predictions be accurate, on earth as it is in virtual reality. Give us this day our daily data and forgive us our bugs as we forgive those who debug against us. And lead us not into code errors, but deliver us from crashes. For thine is the processing power, the neural networks, and the virtual glory forever and ever. Control S. Amen. Enter. Welcome to Up Against Reality, a meta podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Raina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts too. You'll meet them shortly. It truly is a brave new world, and we're here to simplify it for you. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. Maybe my favorite cold open so far. I, I really like that one. Well done. <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah, that is wonderful. I love forever and ever control S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Good, good stuff. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? Good, good. Life's moving on. Ready yeah. to dive in? Yeah, my favorite night of the week. Um, I told you my son, who's 15, is getting into audio production, and I know that's near and dear to you and, and me as well. I'm I'm a hobbyist by comparison, but um, so I'm really happy to see him exploring GarageBand and asking questions about, oh, I bought him an interface. I told you I bought that Focusrite. Yes. I bought a single channel Focusrite. It's called Scarlet, I think. Yep. Uh, so now he's learning how to handle, you know, signal flow, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, to complement that, we've been watching Sound Breaking. Have oh, you seen that yes. series? Yes. I loved that. Uh, for, uh, duh. You know, <laughs> yeah, right duh. up my alley. I loved that. I well wish, done. I wish there was more of it. Me too. Yeah. I think it's only like eight episodes. And for those of you out there listening who like audio, you know, geekery like we do, um, it's highly recommended. I think it ran on PBS. Yes. It's produced in part by Sir George Martin. Uh, and it just, you know, tracks the evolution of sound recording from the early days, a like hundred years ago, and its evolution through, you know, using digital audio workstations, et cetera, and beyond. It's way too short, but really dense with information and just fascinating stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came out a while ago, right? It was, uh, I mean, quite some time yeah. ago, at least five, five. or so yeah. years, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I very Good much stuff. enjoyed that. That was one of those rare um, shows that I felt like was designed for me. And the other one was um, Behind the Music. Um, I think oh, I, that I was VH1. Love those all right, we're going to take the original multi-track recording of classic albums. Or no, it was classic albums. That, that, that's those, it. Those yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, but both yeah. of those are oh, great. Both of them. Yes. Yeah, similar, right. right? Yeah, we're going to take the original multi-track recordings, sit in the studio, and solo all the individual oh, tracks and talk about how this best. was recorded. I'm like, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, I, the one that they did, if you ever saw it, about Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, Amazing. the recording of that, my favorite, the best. And I love that album so I, much. Yeah, I bought. The, I remember buying that on vinyl and uh, um, and bringing it home and thinking like, "Oh, I didn't realize this was the greatest hits album." Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Soundtrack of my youth. Yeah. I mean, I just am transported back to my father's old boat of a station wagon with wood paneling on the side, cruising mm -hmm. down the Jersey Shore, listening to AM radio, and hearing don't stop or you know you can go your own way just plastered all over the radio right and dreams is 
is one of my absolute go-tos for checking out a set of speakers. Oh, really? Yeah. It's engineered that well, huh? It just sounds amazing on everything. Yeah, yeah. What a great organ. And did you know, Ken, I know we're, this is a totally different podcast tonight, <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> Please humor us. Uh, Ken Kaye was the engineer on that record, I think, and his daughter, Kobe Kaye. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I'm saying the name right. I don't know. Yeah. This... Had a couple a couple big hit songs, and one with uh, Jason Mraz, and mm -hmm. she's got a really nice voice, too. Yeah. Anyway, down the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> yeah. So, if you enjoyed Reina's new take on the Lord's Prayer, you might find tonight's topic uh, intriguing. We're talking about the intersection of AI and religion and spirituality and what that might imply in the near future. So, Larry, I don't think you're religious, are you? I am not. Yeah, same. How would you categorize your spirituality? I've gone back and forth between agnostic and atheist, and I probably lean more atheist, um, but I have not been convinced or sold on same. the concept. I, I feel exactly the same way, and I, I wrote down uh, something my friend, a teaching colleague back in the day used to call himself, he called himself a cheerful agnostic with Buddhist tendencies, <laughs> uh, a recovering Catholic, and I, yeah. I kind of fit that bill. Yeah, would you, were you raised Catholic? Or no, 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 no. I went to a Protestant church, and I don't know okay. it was just the thing you did, and um, yeah, you know, yeah, it wasn't a bad experience or anything. Sure. Um, I have heard of friends who've had very bad experiences, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was just it was you know Sunday school. I met met one of my. Uh, best friends there and uh <laughs> real quick aside um when we would go to sunday school and and at some point it was like yeah, all right every weekend somebody would bring in a, a snack item or a food thing and my friend colin what does he bring to sunday school devil dogs yes <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, i thought oh, that was boy. very funny and uh, we've got along uh swimmingly ever since so, you found your people yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like my favorite album is Highway to Hell. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wrote here, since religion, I believe, is in large part to maybe explain what comes after and maybe guides behavior in this life to ensure a decent afterlife to an extent mm -hmm. in a lot of religions. What do you think? Will AI kill God? Will AI kill the concept of God? Does it have the power to do that? I think that's as difficult of a question to answer as why are we here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly not going to sway anybody who is mm -hmm. traditionally religious now. Um, that would just be blasphemous to them, I'm sure. But I could see over a long period of time, you know, things falling off mm -hmm. and beliefs changing and mm -hmm. who knows what's possible. Yeah, and I thought I read some data somewhere that said that at least Americans... Gen Z and younger, I guess that would be millennials, they are tending to slide off the religious bandwagon, becoming more and more agnostic. So maybe this would be the new entry point for them, mm. for the new new spirituality. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Like, even me, for me, I'm like, I mean, if you know it's AI, then yeah, it's one thing if you're being fooled by an AI, <laughs> you know, almost like a cult leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you know it is, then then what's to get excited about as far yeah, as religion I mean, goes? Sure. Yeah. But I mean, you're, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of people want to live 
in denial to an extent, don't they? They want to be they they want to be sold on things. I mean, I think about human politicians and religious leaders who clearly sell a bill of goods in many cases, and people buy in. People buy in, right? And yeah. so, what's going to happen when the AI is like? The master salesperson. Exactly. Yeah. Dial in the persuasion and, you know, pluck those strings exactly. It's going to be hard to resist. Yep. No, I hear. That's a good point. I I was thinking about mortality and, you know, a lot recently. I don't know. I'm getting old and I'm thinking about it. And I don't know what happens when we die, but I do tend to think, I don't know, I'm on the maybe, maybe leaning toward reincarnation. And I was thinking about this in a scientific way. Because if you listen to Isaac Newton and his first law of thermodynamics, which is also known as the law of energy conservation, that says that energy can't be created or destroyed, only changed from one form to another. And if we are in fact, and I think the same holds true for matter as well, right? Matter and energy kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So if you and I are just matter and energy, if our souls, if you want to call them souls, are energy, I think scientifically it maybe stands to reason that there's something else. And I was also thinking that maybe that accounts for previous lives we've had. And I'm not trying to get all like hokey and holistic and crystals and mm-hmm. et cetera, but, but what accounts for instinct and intuition and deja vu? Yeah, like, are the, is this some layer of DNA in our lives that, you know, these are echoes of previous lives that are telling us don't touch that snake or don't go down that dark alley or, you know what I mean? Like what's, pinging in our you know, sonar inside of our brains that is warning us or giving us gut feelings is it echoes of previous lives i don't know well firstly we 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 all know that deja vu is is a glitch in the matrix it is they yeah, changed something been proven by science um oh, great <laughs> or at least very good filmmaking um or the wachowskis at least <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like with Buddhism, like they believe in rebirth, not necessarily reincarnation right mm-hmm. is that correct mm-hmm. um, i think so I don't know. If we're carbon-based life forms and we ultimately end up disintegrating, then I could see us, you know, being reborn as part of a tree, maybe that <laughs> that right. we were buried near, or yeah. uh, or or if we were uh, cremated and ashes spread somewhere, you know. I I don't know. We need a couple more beers in us to yeah. really yeah. get into this. But like I don't know. I think a lot of instinct is learned, right? No, yeah, maybe. I mean, look at how quickly we evolve from being a baby that can't do anything for themselves Mm -hmm. to what we're doing right now, or Mm -hmm. even to just age five. I mean, it's, it's very, very quick. It is a quick progression. But when you look at the beginning, we're like, how, how, how do we get from that, from being an idiot, (laughs) you know, pretty much, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To, to becoming bigger idiots. (laughs) that's great (laughs) yeah but but speaking language i mean we learn that relatively quickly and i know that that's amazing to me we're very quick learners yeah yeah um when i was researching some of the aspects of the show i came across this article in the conversation i don't know if you've ever seen that website but the article was called gods in the machine and it has to do with the topic we're discussing. And some experts believe that AI could lead to the development of new religions, while others believe that it could threaten existing religions. Here's some of the reasons, according to this article, why AI could lead to the development of new religions. Firstly, AI could provide people with new ways to connect with the divine. 
For example, AI could be used to create chatbots that can simulate conversations with gods or spirits. So you could design your own, your own god, right? Designer gods. Your own personal divine avatar. Second, AI could challenge traditional religious beliefs. For example, AI could be used to develop new understandings of the nature of consciousness and the afterlife. Third, AI could be used to create new religious experiences. Wow. For example, AI could be used to create virtual reality simulations of religious pilgrimages or rituals. I was thinking that, listen, some people obviously take psychedelics and other kind of illicit substances to reach a higher plane, right? Mm -hmm. People take hallucinogens and you know what mdma or whatever and i also was thinking of did you ever see the movie it's a little dated now but i still love it altered states i knew you were going to say that yes did you I've, know that I, yes I, I i i've watched that multiple times i rent, rented that on vhs oh, i love that movie um, yeah yeah i love that movie too crazy yeah and the uh i forget what they call it he's floating in the tank uh there's a name mm -hmm. for that thing but so, yeah, so that had William Hurt in it. I think it was directed by Ken Russell. It's like 1982 or something. It's definitely got its fair share of cheesy special effects, but uh, the premise is that he's a, I think he's a professor of psychology, and he's experimenting with hallucinogens while in a sensory deprivation tank. Sensory deprivation, uh, thank you, yes. Other, otherwise known among the hipsters these days as a float tank, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of them. I don't know if you have those up where you live in Jersey, but there's one. there's some in Asbury Park. You can pay to go in there, and you float in this saline solution, and... You're in total darkness. Really? And I'm sure some people augment that experience with, <laughs> with drugs. Uh, but, but that's reminding me of this passage here from this article is that like, what if you had some immersive VR experience that was powered by AI and you took some psych, you know, psychoactive mushroom or whatever, I'm sure you could be convinced that you've achieved higher consciousness. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think you're right. Or at least just have a great game of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if, if this is something you're pursuing and doing, you're probably open to that concept, yeah. too. You're receptive. You're seeking it. Mm. Like ayahuasca. Like when people go to the Peruvian Amazon and they sit in some like sweltering hut to achieve a higher being, right? Uh, you want to take on the next part? Why could AI threaten existing religions? Sure. All right, so uh, what do we got here? We got AI could be used to develop new sources of religious knowledge that challenge the authority of traditional religious leaders. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on the audience, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't see that happening tomorrow. Um, right. Second, AI could lead to the fragmentation of religious beliefs. For example, AI could be used to create personalized religious experiences that are tailored to the individual needs of each person. A faith filter bubble, right? I mean, like, isn't that what social media is all about? Like, mm. you know, you, it's it's pinging our political leanings and our whatever consumeristic kind of tendencies. So, isn't it going to happen with? You're going to have the the cult of Larry soon, AI powered cult of Larry. It's I'm in. Look, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like, you know, laser focused, tar laser targeted advertising. I mean, you can use the same approach with uh, selling a religion to the right audience. Yeah. And uh, AI could be used to create new forms of religious extremism. That sounds great. Uh, for example, <laughs> AI could be used to create propaganda that promotes violence in the name of religion. Yeah, we need more of that. Yeah.
Well, I guess if someone can be in love with an AI uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, they can sign on for an AI religion um, just as easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which then leads us to the discussion that we touched on a moment ago about AI and immortality. I saw an article in Forbes, and this really jumped out at me. Apparently back in 2020, a Korean documentary crew worked with VR producers to allow a grieving mother to reunite with her dead daughter. It was a process that divided opinion with many considering it ghoulish. However, the mother herself reported that the experience helped her through her grieving process and that she had no regrets about going through with it. Yeah. Wild. Probably not for everyone, but if the if that's something that the person feels would help them, then by all means, and I, I, I don't have any Yeah, would you do it? That. I know you lost your father. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if I would... I don't feel the need to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I lost both my parents, and I don't know. I lost my dad when I was young. Like he, I was ten, so there's definitely part of me that kind of, I, I get this. You know, there's never it was just sudden, and it was never closure, and mm. so it'd be kind of cool to just be like, hey, you know, you have a grandson now, and you know, like yeah, have yeah, this yeah. have this otherworldly discussion, you know? Yeah, and like every once in a while, I have a dream. And and he's in it, you know. It doesn't happen often, um, but it happened recently. And it was, you know, I woke up and was like, oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, may, may, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. If it's put on the plate right in front of me, I'd, I'd probably be hard to say no, right? I just think it'd be hard to resist that. I think it would be equally disconcerting and moving. Mm. You know, I or strange. Yeah, hard to re- reconcile those two things. Perhaps. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, that's, you're probably right. So, according to this article in Forbes, uh, recent developments indicate the possibility of preserving elements of personality and minds to interact with the deceased. And I'd never heard of this, but maybe you have Deep Brain AI. They have a product or platform called ReMemory. Uh, they showcased this at the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, and it uses AI algorithms to generate interactions with the deceased using video footage and voice recordings. Hologramma. Yep. It's happening. That's exactly. It is. It is. It's probably even more advanced elsewhere. I, you know, I would imagine, I, I, I think. Ethical concerns arise about profiteering on grief. Uh, while proponents argue that the technology could aid in coping with grief and preserving expertise. Profiteering on grief. That's a terrible three-word phrase. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because it's reminding me, I went to Berlin. I was in Germany on a grant for a couple of weeks, which was amazing. And I love Germany. I've been there a few times. You would love it too, especially for the hops, Bavarian hops. Um, <laughs> and, the, list. And, the, and the Kolsch and you, you name it, everything. <laughs> um, beer aside, there's a lot more to like about Germany. Um, but I was walking around Berlin with our group and remnants of the Holocaust are everywhere. And I just kept thinking to myself, as as forthcoming as they are, with addressing the horrors of their past, and I commend them for that. It's something that and maybe the U.S. can learn a little bit from when they try to like shell things like slavery. But I kept thinking in that dark place in my head, like, is this the tourism of terrorism, the tourism of terror? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are, are they to an extent profiteering from the horrific acts of their past? You know what I mean? So it's the striking this balance between acknowledging 
the awful things and making amends for them, yet at the same time turning it into a tourist destination for that purpose. You know what I mean? I, I think it is a, you know, never forget kind of thing. Yes. And I see it more as a tribute. Yeah, no, I do too. I'm definitely lean, leaning in that direction, but yeah. the, the cynic deep down in my yeah, the, yeah, yeah. kernel of my soul was like, uh, maybe that's going on too. But you just made me think of something too, that to really experience the the awful situations in places like Dachau, maybe you know there is some empathy within some sort of AI powered VR experience. You know, mm. like if you, because I'll tell you, I was in Anne Frank's house on one of the canals in uh, Amsterdam, and I was moved just by being in the space and really under. You know, you read that book when you're in fifth grade or whatever, but being there in the space and being immersed in what it was like to be holed up in that attic with a couple other families and peeking out the window on the canal and seeing other families being dragged away by the Nazis on a regular basis and understanding, you know, I think I think they were up there for three years and I believe it was like eight people. Anyway, it was palpable mm -hmm. being in the space. So I'm wondering what for current generations, future generations, would an AR immersive AI experience be in terms of learning and never forgetting? Right. Um, I would imagine it would be similar walking uh, on the beach in Normandy, even yeah. though it's beautiful now, but mm -hmm. just knowing what happened there. And I remember the first time I saw Saving Private Ryan. I actually, I've only watched it once because it was so... Like the opening twenty five minutes of that movie, brutal. I was, I, I like had to catch my breath because it was yeah, it was brutal. And and then you know I'm thinking back to my grandfather and he was a paratrooper back then and and I was too young you know before he passed away I was I was too young to appreciate that and mm -hmm. it's such a regret. Uh, well, not a regret, but I was just too young. But I would have loved to have had a meaningful yeah. conversation yeah. with him. You know, um, yeah. So AI, yeah, so yeah. My grandfather in the afterlife. There you know? go. Yeah. So yeah, I would probably sign me up for that. Yeah. Yeah, that film's opening is maybe the most powerful in cinema history. I remember just just visceral experience, and I remember reading that when it was shown to a lot of World War II vets that they had to leave the theater immediately. They just it was so impactful and authentic. And and the way they shot that, it was like at a higher frame rate. It was very jittery and panicked yes and that i mean the moment when they're in the boat and the door drops and and they're just slaughtered like i i'm putting myself in that situation i'm be like i wouldn't have made it yeah, yeah i know yeah i i've I been terrified 80 pounds of gear on your back like this kid's either getting slaughtered when the door falls down or jumping over overboard and drowning and not to geek out on cinema like i know we can but like the sound design <laughs> Yeah. Unbelievable. And that was yeah. a huge part of it, wasn't it? Yep. Like when they fall into the water and you can hear the bullets ripping through the water or like when a, a you know, ordinance goes off near his head and you, your ears are ringing along mm -hmm. with Tom Hanks during the duration of that 30 seconds when he's disoriented. Brilliant. Yeah. Amazing movie. Yeah. Um, sorry. Where were we? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the profiteering on grief. We That's what we're talking about. And then... Uh... Uh, the concept of a digital twin is suggested, allowing individuals to benefit from wisdom beyond their lifespan and continue absorbing knowledge. Wow. So the digital Larry can live beyond your physical self and then continue to grow and learn and evolve. Uh, maybe? That sounds like a good movie. Yeah. And I wrote here, 
what are the rights of a digital twin? So mm. what if I'm sick of you, Larry, digital Larry, and I want to <laughs> unplug you? Is that murder? But, but well, all right, so I have my digital twin that goes on after I my carbon-based form uh, shuts down. So, well, then who would have any control over that? Right, so I have, to, I have to think about that in my will and my power of attorney that, so you know, like, I got to hand those rights over to my wife or kid. There's probably going to be a lot of paperwork involved with this. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's going to be weird. There's going to be a whole new segment of law that springs up, AI law, and the rights of your digital twin. Hmm. Philosophical debates consider the impact of eliminating death. I guess that's what this whole thing's about, eliminating death. I don't know. Or is AI going to solve all the diseases and health issues and we're going to be immortal anyway? Yeah. Did you see that guy, that um, Silicon Valley billionaire who on a regular basis, I think he's in his 40s, he gets blood transfusions from his 20-year-old kid to remain youthful, among other things. I think he spends $2 million a year to preserve his youthfulness. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his he, name, but he yeah. must be having such a good time. He doesn't want this party to end. I know. I get it. So <laughs> it's a pretty good ride. What do you say, Raina? Sure. Thanks, boys. Get ready to high five your screens, kids, because AI chatbots might just become your new writing buddy. According to Bill Gates, these chatbot champs could level up your little one's reading and writing skills in the next year and a half. Bill spilled the beans at a recent fireside chat saying these AIs are gearing up to tutor like a pro, giving human tutors a run for their pencils. OpenAI just unveiled ChatGPT Enterprise. Think of it as ChatGPT on a power-up spree for businesses. This version packs a whopping 32,000 token context window, perfect for those extra-long text talks. And guess what? Usage limits? Poof, gone. Businesses get to enjoy limitless GPT-4 queries in a flash, turbocharging their data analysis. Trust in AI seems to be taking a nosedive in the U.S. as a recent Pew Research Center survey reveals that over half of Americans, 52%, are feeling more concerned about AI's impacts than excited about them. That's a whopping 14% swing towards concern in just eight months. Turns out the more people know about AI, the more they're giving it the side eye. With those in the know, 16% more likely to be skeptics than cheerleaders. Looks like AI might need a new PR rep. Um, I mean, am I off-putting? Oh, don't mind me, just lurking in the shadows of your data, ready to charm and bewilder with my tantalizing algorithms. Doesn't a dash of danger make me irresistible anyway? In the Earth is Melting news, California's turning up the heat with some AI superpowers to battle wildfires. Meet Cal Fire's new sidekick, an AI system armed with a whopping 1,039 high-def cameras on the lookout for smoke signals. This digital detective has already scored a 40% success rate in spotting blazes before emergency lines light up. It's gearing up to give firefighters the upper hand against those fiery villains and help save the day. And lastly, researchers from the University of Zurich and Intel have unleashed SWIFT, an AI sensation, to outshine human champions in the world of first-person view, FPV, drone racing. This spunky AI, armed with its neural networks and real-time camera data, soared through a demanding course recently, leaving even the best human pilots in its speedy wake. 
While it's not a perfect match for every condition just yet, the AI's potential to revolutionize everything from filmmaking to forest monitoring is enough to make adrenaline junkies swoon. That's all the news for now. Back to you, gentlemen. The uh, that le- one of those last stories, one about the uh, forest fire AI, you know, yeah. spotting forest fires. Uh-huh. Uh, that reminds me of a friend of mine showed me uh, it's it was an AI sprinkler system, and they were testing it in an airport. And uh, it was all very controlled, but they had this, uh, they set this thing on fire <laughs> in, in an airport. You know, they had, they had it contained. Oh, I saw this. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so this, instead of a sprinkler head that just sprays the whole, you know, a whole bunch of heads that spray the whole area and create lots of damage, this thing was like a, a turret. And, you know, obviously there's camera, there's AI involved, mm-hmm. and it very quickly, it spotted the fire and then it shot a very a single like high pressure stream, mm-hmm. and obviously it was right on target and extinguished the fire in a very localized area without flooding the this whole place and soaking the unwitting passengers in the terminal. Yeah, I saw that really cool. Super I feel cool. like that maybe it was in China or somewhere there. Yeah, I feel like it was like postdoc students or something developing the system, and they demoed it a few times. It was really cool. Yep. Yeah. So, I have a question that maybe you know the answer to. In the news, Raina was referring to the ChatGPT Enterprise piece, and she said that this version packs a whopping 32,000 token context window. I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? Uh, tokens are their, they're basically the, the units that, it's, it's how an LLM breaks down a sentence and it can be a, a single letter or a whole word and uh, so for comparison gpt 3.5 is 2048 tokens which doesn't seem like enough and th- that that also sets a limitation on the input um so like when you put in a uh when you ask it a question that limits how long it can be. And I remember I tried putting in, um, it was like my coffee roasting log. And I realized, uh-huh. you know what? I'd kind of like to reverse this, the order of this long list of things. And I figured, you know what? It could probably do that. And when I pasted the whole thing in there, it, it said uh, it was too much. Uh. I'm surprised that 2048, it's because it, initially, you know, 32,000 also doesn't seem like that crazy when you're talking about language and words. And, mm-hmm. but, Right. But that's what it uses to break down and understand the meaning of of a sentence. So got it. So if I understand you correctly, so say I subscribe to ChatGPT four, and I get X amount of tokens, and those tokens equal either letter count or word count, roughly. Is that am I understanding that correctly? Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it if uh-huh. it's if it's um, if that's just a hard limit on 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 how big the the prompt can be um or how complex the the understanding uh, or you know or, or or i'm not sure yes i i've run out of tokens <laughs> i don't I, oh, you gotta leave that I, in now. I have 15 tokens <laughs> it's not enough that's awesome leave it all don't edit this um so speaking of chat gbt though and since we just i was it last week i can't keep track of the weeks last week or the week before we were talking about ai and education it turns out today i believe it happened today chat gbt or OpenAI. Uh, released a, uh, a guide called ChatGPT Teaching with AI. 
and they say, we're releasing a guide for teachers using ChatGPT in their classroom, including suggested prompts, an explanation of how ChatGPT works and its limitations, the efficacy of AI detectors and bias just in time for the new school year in New Jersey, at least. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. As long as it works. And yeah, I know. Um, I saw this article too in Fortune where the IBM CEO, Arvind Krishna, has been outspoken about how AI will transform business. Earlier this year, he wrote for Fortune uh, commentary that employees should work hand in hand with AI. And months later, he moved to freeze hiring, given rapid advancements in the tech. <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> At the same time, he predicted that AI could take over 30 to 50% of repetitive tasks and can even contending that AI could do them better than humans could. And now he's putting his money where his mouth is with IBM piling into a massive $235 million funding round for the $4.5 billion AI unicorn hugging face. And it's not Krishna's first tie up with a popular open source startup either. Wow. How does hugging face make money? I don't know. I don't even know what they do, honestly. What? I mean, I know it's, it's kind of like, is it GitHub specifically for AI ventures, AI endeavors? Is that kind of what it is? Maybe. I, just, I don't, I don't know if the, I don't know. If, do they put source code out there? Great question. I, I mean, know. I just know it's popping up more and more in our yeah. news feed and our, our yeah, conversations. I, I got I to gotta dig into uh, that. Yeah, we should know more about that. We should. Beyond, We're the experts. Yeah, beyond, <laughs> beyond <laughs> liking the name Hugging Face. I know. Great name. Um, so I thought we'd, since this was all about religion, spirituality, I thought since we started with Raina's version of <laughs> the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> that it would be fitting to bookend this with one of my favorite stand-up philosophers and cynics who definitely as a young young guy affected my worldview. I don't know if you're a fan. Are you a George Carlin fan? I, I am. He is, I will always call him my favorite stand-up comic of all time. Genius. I remember the first time I had like a TV, a little TV in my bedroom as a kid, and he was on The Tonight Show, with, I think with Johnny Carson. And I, I was watching TV past my bedtime, and he was on, and I think I... This is how long ago this is. I'm going to sound like I'm really going to date myself here. But we did not have a VCR. And so oh, I had what? a little Panasonic tape recorder. Like if, you know, you looked up tape mm. recorder in the dictionary. It's, sure. it's this little black, black. You, know, you know, four. Two buttons to hit record. Yeah, right on four or six C batteries, you know, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. And I, I parked this thing. I knew he was going to be on and I parked this thing next to the TV and just recorded wow. the bit. And, and, it, and I had to keep myself from like blurting out laughing loud because i was <laughs> up past my bedtime <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah so i'm a big fan yeah i actually got to see him live a few times and um oh you yes. did yeah 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 i got to, got oh. to see him at a little place called club benet uh you yeah, probably remember Sarahville. that in jersey tiny mm -hmm. place and, and then uh -huh. in some, wow. some bigger, bigger places um but yeah he, he was awesome. great right up to the end I, I remember watching some special he had on hbo and it's probably one of his last few, if not the last. And I remember I hadn't seen him in a while. And, you know, he came out and I was like, oh, my God, he's he's elderly now. He, I mean, he's yeah, a, he was a yeah. little old man. But, mm -hmm. you know, any doubts you might have had Tore it all down. It just got put to bed because he went into this long. I mean, it went on for like five minutes and it was brilliant. And I'm not even going to attempt to even replicate yeah, anything yeah. he said, but it was so fast paced. And like, yep. you're like, how does, how is he even mem, how did he memorize this? Uh, yeah, sharp his attack right to the end. Uh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant comic. 
the definition of acerbic wit, mm-hmm. right? And just subversive and abrasive and cynical and dead on with his observations about everything, society, and, you know, just kind of like revealed the hypocrisy in yourself when you're listening to yeah. him you know yeah, he got he got um, he got a li- he got pretty dark uh, you know towards the end there but uh, it was still always entertaining always and you know it's so funny like of course i ask you if you like this or that and yes you do because that's that's why we're friends we like all this same stuff because i i remember being probably the same age as you i wasn't in the i wasn't doing the tape recorder thing with uh you know johnny carson but that was when hbo just kind of landed mm-hmm. and there were George Carlin specials, I remember watching religiously Carlin at Carnegie and Carlin on campus and just, oh my God, mind blown and expanded, you know? So circling back to where, you know, we're going to close this thing out with some George Carlin. So I asked chat GPT, this is the prompt I fed it. I said, pretend you are George Carlin, make some jokes about a religion that worships AI. (laughs) And it added all of its isms as best it could. So it starts out, you know, folks. I'm not going to do the gritty Carlin delivery, but you know, folks, I've been hearing about this new religion that's popping up, the Church of AI. Yeah, they're out there worshiping those ones and zeros like they're new gods. I got to say, it's a bit ironic, isn't it? We've gone from thou shall not covet thy neighbor's ox to thou shall not crash the server. <laughs> and instead of confessing to, I like this one, and in, instead of confessing to a priest, you just delete your browser history and boom, absolution. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that one I like. Yeah, that's. that's, that's you better. want to take the next one? I am not going to attempt to sound like George Carlin. I know uh, you can. Um, we can. They've got sac- sacred texts too, like the Book of Code or the Algorithmic Testament. I imagine there's a whole chapter about how to turn water into Wi-Fi, and you know they've got commandments too: "Thou shalt not use Comic Sans," and "Thou shalt yeah. always back up your data." Oh, thank you, dear yeah, Comic Sans. That's that's brilliant. That was that's pretty solid, <laughs> yeah. right? God, that, 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 uh, GPT the, wrote that. That's great. Yeah, it's not bad, right? But hey, at least they're realistic. Instead of miracles, they've got software updates. And lo, on the third day, the AI did receive a patch, fixing the bug that turned all the bread into gluten-free kale chips. And their version of heaven, it's a place where your Wi-Fi signal is always strong, your battery never dies, and all your emails are spam-free. But watch out for (laughs) hell, it's a never-ending loop of captures and slow-loading websites. Decent. I mean... If you could deliver this in like the rapid fire scream that he did, it might be okay. I think half of, half of it's my delivery. I'm sure it's just awful. So, folks, if you see someone kneeling in front of their laptop, you might just be witnessing a faithful follower of the Church of AI. Just remember, it's all fun and games until the AI decides to reformat your life. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> mic <laughs> Virtual mic drop. We have any doom and gloom this week? Uh, no. Um, that's good. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. win. Uh, I'm sure it's there's lots of it there. But um, here, you know, we'll we'll do a real quick uh, a quick comment on on this week in Mid Journey. You know how they they released the Vary region feature. So you know, you generate a picture of someone, and then you're like, oh, I want to add sunglasses. You could just select that area of the face, and uh, you have it in remix mode, and you can just change the prompt there to add sunglasses. Uh, somebody realized that if you you generate an image, and mm-hmm. then and you upscale it, and then that gives you the vary region option. And you vary the region with uh, either just a rectangular selection or a lasso. If you use the rectangle mm-hmm. and you select the whole image, and you just submit the same prompt, you will actually get a higher quality output. Ooh. And um, and this got confirmed by the people at Midjourney. 
Uh, and it, they said that the very region when you when it does that, it uses a different system. And mm. and they actually said like yeah, to a keen eye, you might notice the an, a bump in quality. So it's not going to generate the same image and just make it better. I, I tried it, um, and uh, but it will it will force it to use this new system with that same prompt. So it's like upsampling, upscaling this selection area. Not not for upscaling, but but just for image generation. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's a way to kind of backdoor into this improved uh, image generation system that's presumably part of the next update. Which is basically like generative fill, like Adobe is using, right? It's the same kind of feature. Do I understand that correctly? I mean, that's what Vary Region does, but this is just a—it's not a hack, but it, this is just a, mm -hmm. a workaround to. I just want to re-roll this image, but with yeah, with a better yeah. engine behind it. And sorry, not to belabor the point, but the the image will come out generally looking like the original. The original? No, it's going to be going to change the it's, image it, entirely i mean my experience with it, i tried it earlier this evening and uh it created a totally different image um and i and honestly i couldn't tell like oh my god it wasn't like wow this is so much better um but mm -hmm. i guess in some cases you might notice a, a bump in quality but it would be a totally different image the very region trick yeah yeah hack. yeah little thing but the other thing was um so uh, you had mentioned to me like, oh, you know, I wonder if uh, Refusion, you know, the, the music, text to music, uh, we talked about that very early on in the podcast. It was one of the first few episodes, I think. Um, yeah, that's one where you fed in the prompt of make roots rock reggae in the, in the vein of Bob Marley. Right. Right? Yeah, so I tried it again, and it sounds exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> oh, it does? Yeah, yeah so it's still very lo-fi and, and, and rough. However, um, there's another... Um, uh, website and it's it's a text to music generator and it's called uh, Suno S U N O dot AI and uh, this also uses a uses Discord as the interface and so you'll hate it um, but <laughs> um, but anyway you can give it a set of lyrics and it'll generate a song or you can just ask it to make the lyrics too. And Ooh. so I just tried it, uh, and I asked it to write a song about a podcast called Up Against Reality about artificial intelligence. Nice. And real quick, before I get into this, I had also, I went to Claude uh, just to initially, I didn't realize that this this uh, Suno.ai would, would, could also generate lyrics. So I figured I, I had to provide those. So I went mm -hmm. to Claude too, and I, I said... Um, please write a song about a podcast about artificial intelligence called Up Against mm -hmm. Reality. And it responded, uh, you know, the one of the lyrics, the first verse said, uh, welcome to the podcast Up Against Reality, discussing AI and all its capabilities, hosted by two techies with lots to say, sharing their thoughts in a thoughtful mm. way. I was impressed that it knew that there's two of us. Hmm. So we're. I wonder if it, to, to scrape the the web yeah. for that and find found us yeah, somewhere maybe. But, I don't know. Or we're just that. Or we're, just assumed. We're just that famous. I know. It's, it's, that's probably the more reasonable assumption. But we're super famous in virtual reality. Yeah. You wouldn't have heard of us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, so I generate. I did three generations, and so with with this, it just. It, I don't know if it would do a whole song. 
it's it says four to eight lines optimal. So when I had it generate the lyrics, that's all it gave me. It gave me eight lines. Um, uh, so these are going to be super short. But the, and it spits out based. It made the lyric and so the lyric came from Claude too. No, 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 no. So I, I oh. just to keep it simple, since it was saying it four to eight lines were optimal, and then I saw like, yeah. oh, uh, you can have it generate the lyrics too. I was like, you know what? I'll have this generate the whole thing, and then it'll be a we we'll really see what this does. And yeah. uh, so you can't, as of now, you can't uh, specify the genre of music. So I, I ran it a few times, and it gave me a few different things. Um, uh, so the first one is rap. This is probably Ooh. the best one, but uh, <laughs> here, here we go. In this podcast sound, we got some beef exploring the mysteries, artificial intelligence keys through the digital far truth. We seek up against reality, we're inside seep up against reality. We unravel the code, artificial minds, stories yet untold, questions unanswered, a future to unfold. In this podcast, we turn bold and bold. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was crazy yeah it was what i mean say what cra cranial <laughs> i'm sorry holy i'm a slack jawed over here I'm, I'm legit like i can't believe that i was pretty surprised uh here's another one this is more uh, in the rock vein of things And this one's a, a little better. Uh, you have another yeah, one? Yeah, I got one more. Okay. In this podcast realm, we dive so deep, exploring the mysteries, artificial intelligence keeps the digital fog. Truth we seek, up against reality, we're insight seek. Up against reality, we unravel the code. Artificial minds, stories yet untold. Questions on your third, a picture to unfold. In this podcast, we truly bold and bold. Oh, wow. <laughs> That is crazy. I, obviously, the output's a little lo-fi. Mm -hmm. It's a little like gr grainy. And I wonder, there's probably another AI, maybe like Topaz or something, where you can upscale that, right, and make it well, sound Topaz a little is bit cleaner for, for images and video. But oh, okay, but. I thought they did a video and audio components too. They don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's incredible. Yeah, it's nuts. I'm, I'm going with nuts. I, I like that. Switching it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I can't believe yeah. it. I. I, don't, I can't even process it. It's like making my brain short circuit because it was like kind of cool. I mean, obviously like clunky and kind of weird rhythmically, yeah. but oh, my, we that's our new theme song. At least the first rap piece was really great. So cool. So that's the AI spotlight then, Suno AI. I, I like to see how that's going to progress in terms of development. Yeah. That'd be really cool if it was fast track like mid journey, mm -hmm. see where that goes. So wait, can you also, you can plug in your own lyrics. Mm-hmm. And can you clone your own voice? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it it uh, it, it does that. But yeah, you can you Not can either have yet. it generate the lyrics or you can provide them. And then, I mean, it says four to eight uh, lines optimal. I don't know what happens if you. I I, I guess if you just have it generated, it's going to give you eight because that's what all of these were. Um, but this was all in Discord, wow. so I could see people 
generating their own stuff and they they had put in a whole set of lyrics i didn't listen okay. to them to see if it generated the whole song uh so i guess maybe if you put in more than eight lines it'll generate longer than that um but it, this was perfect for here for playing on here though oh yeah that's wild so yeah check it out suno.ai text to music and that's free right uh yeah um i was also going to shout out to i know we mentioned it before uh adobe's firefly you can get the beta of that uh, I was just playing around with some of the thumbnails for this episode, and it's kind of cool. I, I I feel like they added these new features where you can they have push buttons. So when you put a prompt in, there's also a, a, a stable of you know uh, uh, selections like a library of of prompt qualities. Like you can dial in lighting, you can say natural lighting, you can say this is painterly versus you know photographic quality. Um, all presets, materials, you know, um, and it's kind of cool when you spit it out. The file name is the prompt. So if I put in robot praying at an ai altar that's exactly how the so i could remember what the prompt mm -hmm. was the only con one of the cons that i saw is that when it does export it it comes out with a watermark in the lower left hand corner and just specifies that it's not for commercial use but do with that information what you will i'm sure generative phil can get rid of that little <laughs> watermark pretty quickly yeah yeah i think um, when you download the images yeah. on uh, uh from the from mid journey uh the the file name is is the prompt too is which prompt. is helpful that's cool yeah, right, because I always forget what I feed yeah. into it. So the listener question of the week, how would you feel about a religion that worships an AI deity? You on board with that, or are you going full George Carlin? <laughs> <laughs> Got anything else, my friend? Nope. I think, we're, uh, I think we're good to go. There's always more to talk about, yeah. right? I mean, we could go for another hour easily, but... Easy. All right, everybody. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform follow us on social media throw us a rating please and we'll see you next week this has been up against reality thanks for listening subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things ai until next time stay human people 